I so fondly remember my childhood Sunday mornings. Now they was always uh, spent together with the Gupta family at either their house or ours. Good breakfast was prepared from both the families. Four of us kids used to play all sorts of games and had a lot of fun the entire morning. What was the occasion you asked, right? Well, Mahabharata. Sunday morning was uh, when a new episode of Mahabharata would be telecasted and the two families watched it together always. Well, Mahabharata is one of the oldest scriptures known to mankind. It holds a very special place for every Indian at least and for many reasons I guess. And those morning telecasts were always filled with lot of lessons some which I understood back then some which bounced off me. But interestingly, Mahabharata is such a versatile story that it has a lot to offer to everyone. Our guests for today, Asha Kaul and Vishal Gupta, who are professors at IIM Ahmedabad, are also huge fans of the whole Mahabharata series. But they have taken it one step ahead in their book Demystifying Leadership, subtitled Unveiling the Mahabharata Code, where they have dissected six important characters and looked at what each character teaches us. They've also tried to draw parallels with the present day characters to impart the message clearly. So let us uh, hear from them uh, and uh, know more about uh, how these characters are compared and what do we have uh, to learn from them. So hi Vishal, uh, hi Professor Asha, how are you? Welcome to Secrets of Storytellers. Good, thank you so much Shubham. Doing very well Shubham, thank you. Great, great and uh, it is very rare I must tell you that uh, we have, uh, you know, there are a lot of books which are written by, you know, uh, two authors or more. And it's very rare that we have two guests at the same time. And it's always special. So thank you so much for uh, uh, to both of you for making it. Thank you so much, Shivam, for inviting us. Thank you. Great. So uh, I read through the book and it was a very interesting read. And, uh, you know, I loved how you've drawn parallels between characters from the Mahabharata and the present day world. Because, you know, we, we never see the connection between these two worlds. Uh, you know, like Karn and Manmohan Singh or uh, Kunti and Indra Nui. Very interesting, uh, you know, comparisons. How how did you arrive at this idea uh, to start with? Uh, so, Shubham, uh, you know, this is this entire book. I would say is an outcome of some of the courses that we do over here at IMA. So, Vishal does some classes on leadership, and uh, mm-hmm. I try and teach leadership through literature, and Mahabharata is one of those, right? Mm-hmm. So, when we are teaching lessons of leadership. to our students here at IMA what's extremely important for us is that we move beyond the realms of storytelling into the corporate world into the political world into the world of sports and see what does leadership mean in those domains so we decided that what we wanted to do was where mahabharat is concerned we wanted it to straddle across a lot of disciplines and we tried to do that interesting uh, so professor vishal uh, you know there's a connection among many characters in the mahabharata but the characters that you both have chosen for the book uh, have a peculiar connection i think in in uh, in the story itself you know like karn and kunti now uh, we all know that karn was a great warrior but he probably had to go through whatever he did because uh, kunti standed him right to start with so how is karn to be blamed for anything except his fate actually that's a very good uh, question and that keeps coming up quite often if you look at karn karn is perhaps one of the noblest characters of mahabharat no doubts about it uh what we've tried to talk about in the book is what happens when you have a noble character a noble individual 
gets swayed by issues of identity. Now, it is true that Kern was the first child of Kunti. We all know that. And uh, what happened to him was unfortunate. Again, no denying about it. Now, what happens to Kern thereafter is his serious loss of identity and the question of identity that keeps coming back to him and keeps haunting him throughout his life. So one of the issues that we've talked about through Kant is for every leader, if you look at it, when they lead their lives, the question of identity is paramount. When we talk about identity, and it is true for us as individuals, it is true for organizations also, it is true for even more important for leaders because they go, uh, go up the ladder and take critical positions. Now, as a leader, as an individual, what is the group that you identify with? When he is all alone in the story in Mahabharat, well, you would right. believe that, well, nobody can be greater than Kern. But look at what happens when he is in the company of the other group, which is the Kauravas. Mm. There are many incidences throughout the story when Kern actually, in because he identifies so strongly with a wrong group, he actually commits decisions, he actually commits actions which were even worse than what maybe Duryodhan had committed. So what happens when a good person starts to identify with the wrong group? Mm. And that's the tussle that we all have in our lives is the question of identity. When you are struggling for your identity, be very careful which group would you want to side with. And that is something that has to be thought about very carefully. And in in that search for identity, we may commit things which are bad, which we would otherwise not have committed. And that's the message that we are trying to convey through this story of Kant. So uh, you're right. And um, a very important point that, you know, for leaders, uh, this happens. I, I want to pose this question to Professor Asha. Uh, Kern was someone who fought his entire life right from his childhood trying to you know find that identity for himself now here he was where he was getting that identity much needed identity for years that he had been craving for yearning for and in in the process he took some steps which were which probably had repercussions later he could not he didn't realize it then uh, is it wrong or right uh, at, at that point what what decides the morality then uh, Shivam, uh, while we were writing this book, you know, it's not a treatise on what is right and what is wrong. You know, it's a book where we are trying to show how individuals, whether in leadership positions or other positions, have to face this conflict where they have to make a choice between two rights or two wrongs. You know, what are the deciding factors? What are the things in the situation which propel the individual to align his or her goals Hmm. with what is expected of that person. So I would say it is the situation which propels the individual to move in a certain way. So the alignment is the most important. Uh, The character in a situation is very important 
before we can really stand on judgment on a particular person. Mm -hmm. He does get his identity. But then at the end of the day, what is the most important, what is most critical for him is, should I align my goals with those of the Kauravas? Or should I quit all that and move and get the identity that I was searching for? And probably that's one of the reasons what makes him so great. Right. He can see it in front of him. It said, even, you know, at the time when he died, even sun, that day, the sun set early. But of course, sun god was his father. Yeah. Sun set early that day. And, you know, everywhere it was dark because uh, everyone felt bad that Karin had died. In fact, he's one of my favorite characters in Mahabharat. So that's what situation does to you. Right. I, I love how you've, you know, taken out these... Uh... Uh, these lessons from each character and and went to what what uh, depth uh, in the book as well. Uh, on similar lines, you know, you have shared that there's a lot to learn from Kunti uh, in terms of uh, uh, vision setting or strategic leadership. Uh, could you share some stories which teaches that? Uh, see, the most commonly known story is of Draupadi when Arjun gets her. Hmm. And uh, Kunti is working and she doesn't turn her head. And she just says, whatever you've got, just distribute it amongst yourselves. Then she turns around and sees it's a woman and all the five brothers are standing over there. Right? She could have easily taken back her words. Right. But then she realizes, she sees all of them looking at Draupadi with an intent look and she knows that this is the only thing that's going to bind them together. So she was able to see beyond the here and the now. Mm-hmm. And she was one woman who did not impose, but she facilitated. And that's what true leadership is all about. It's not managing the here and the now. It's being able to see beyond the here and the now and facilitating the acts of actors in such a way so that all of them are moving in the direction of the vision. Right. Um, I I, I kind of uh, have a different perception of this whole story in my mind because, you know, uh, uh, to me, it was somehow uh, not just to the the five brothers. But then when you explain it, uh, you know, uh, it kind of makes sense. You know, it is, Shubham, if I may say so, you know what leadership is all about. It's not looking for imperfections. Mm -hmm. Leadership is looking for perfections in imperfections. Uh, So if you look at it from that perspective, right, I would say she was just moving the right way. You know, one feels sorry for Draupadi, not for the brothers, definitely not for the brothers. Right. But then what has she done in that imperfect union, she has moved towards a perfect moving ahead for the Pandava brothers. And that's what we refer to as leadership. Right. Uh, let's let's uh, move on to the next character. Uh, uh, the two characters again, which I thought had uh, great similarities and uh, dissimilarities, Shakuni and Krishna. Now, I'm sure a lot of listeners would be like, uh, how can they have similarities? Uh, you know, while you've compared Shakuni to uh, Ramalinga Raju in the book, uh, who was the architect behind uh, India's biggest accounting fraud, Satyam, uh, we all know. And uh, Ratan Tata, on the other hand, is the one who's parallel to Krishna. Now, you've shared an interesting concept of positive politics here, because uh, while both of them were playing politics, uh, there was one who was playing it negatively and the other was positive. Uh, which was also the biggest difference is is what I believe between the two characters. Uh, but positive politics somehow sounds like a very uh, paradoxical phrase to me. You know, how can politics have a global positive impact? It can only 
I have known that it only benefits oneself. Uh, could you please uh, share share about that, uh, Professor Vishal? Yes. Uh, it's good that you asked this question. Um, so let me just uh, start by saying that uh, if you look at the two camps, the Kauravas and the Pandavas, uh, the only equal to Krishna in the Kauravas camp was actually Shakuni. Uh, in terms of the strategizing, in terms of the manipulation that was happening during that time. Now, when we look at politics and associated with politics is also obviously how you use power, uh, how you get power and then how you use power to get your work done. Uh, please understand that nothing in our lives, very rarely things in our lives get accomplished without politics and and i would like to actually put forth this idea that it is actually important for us as individuals people who work in organizations and even in in general in our social system politics is an essential ingredient of human relationships wow. and okay. power is an initial ingredient so well if you think that there could be a human situation where politics is not there or power is not there, well, I think we would be actually uh, fooling ourselves. I would actually take it to the extreme where I would say that power differentials and power issues also exist between husband and wife. Hmm. So when you are saying, talking about organization where it is not just two people, you have hundreds of people working together, and you've got to get your work done, well, you've got to be be nuanced about thinking, how do I become more powerful? That is, how do I gain the power? And then how do I use that power to actually get the work done? Now, the problem and the biggest issue that comes up before leaders, before us as individuals working in organizations is, what should be the end goal towards which all this power game and politics should be directed to right. is should it be towards my petty goals where i put my goal above the organization's goal so i so that is where frauds happen that is where corruption happens mm. because for my petty gain i am putting the destiny of the organization at stake Right. Wonderful. On the other hand, is the idea that for the destiny of the organization, for the goal achievement of the goal of the organization, if I have to indulge in some manipulation, well, that is warranted because, well, it, nothing can be get done if I don't uh, use this to my advantage. And I think that is where we as leaders, we as individuals, and the point that we are making in the in the book is the issue is not whether politics should happen or not. The issue is what is the goal towards which politics is directed. So Shakuni right. is the example where the politics is directed towards taking revenge. And for that revenge, the whole organization, which in this case is Kauravas and the Hastinapur, is kept at stake. You stake this, so you ensure that everybody is wiped off because of my revenge. On the other hand, what Krishna says, well, my goal is to establish dharma. 
and justice and mm. uh, and in order to achieve that if i have to maybe sway a little bit from that road of truthfulness and honesty well that is warranted because the goal is is the biggest and most important and what we've written in the book is well it should not this this uh, manipulation or this uh, digressing should not be taken as an excuse but should be looked at as the last resort that the leader has to engage with in order to achieve the work done so so that is that is the idea of positive politics that we are trying to make and uh, the case is sort of exemplified by the example of the story that we relate or narrate about ratan tata and krishna in the in the book Right, Vishal. I'd like to add something over here. Please. So, yeah. uh, you know, when you're talking about revenge, Vishal, you know that uh, takes me back to the story that is there. You know, he was there to take revenge only because his father had prompted him to do that, and his father at that time had kicked him on his ankle, and he said, "You know, every time you limp, you'll remember that this is what you're supposed to do." Right. So, one would, though we're talking about negative politics, so we're talking about positive politics. You know, uh, Shubham, there's something very interesting where Shakuni as a character is concerned, and uh, probably that's one of the reasons why we all decided to also compare him to Krishna, because this man had morals. He had morals. You know, towards the end uh, during the war, mm-hmm. when one of the younger brothers, right, uh, faces him and he says, you know, like, why are you standing over here? right why don't you go back to your kingdom now that you've got what you wanted why don't you go back to your kingdom and rule right and you can rule as a king and uh, shakuni says no that's not what uh, i would want to do because my father had said once everything is done you know you just die a warrior's death over here so at the end of the day though we are talking about negative politics and we're talking about positive politics you know there's something in the character of shakuni which really deserves a uh, kind of applause and in fact in oriya literature he is really revered and there's another thing about shakuni if you were to take a look at him uh, you know we normally say that uh, what is it that needs to be done in a company what is it that needs to be done where uh, uh, people in a group are concerned or people in a team are concerned ideally mm-hmm. you should be able to contribute to the team to the best of your ability right at the end of the day wasn't that what shakuni was doing you know the korva team he had an underlying motive we are not denying that yeah but that's what happens in a team everyone has a underlying motive for doing whatever the person is doing whatever be the goal mm-hmm. but to keep the team together yeah it's important that everyone goal. subscribes to the rules and he does the interesting part is he also sets the rules for the game mm-hmm. and that's what makes him really really you know worth uh, com- a comparison with krishna right i take away very interesting points from both of you i think what is emerging from what we're saying is the most important thing that really defines where the paths actually lead us yeah. is the end goal with which you start the goal that you otherwise if you look at both of them had different goals but then how they led their teams krishna uh, pandavas and shakuni for kauravas i think they exemplified great leadership skills what sort of differentiated was the goals to for which they were working but if you keep the goals aside uh, 
well shakuni could match krishna action by action strategy by strategy team building by team building and everything that was happening right. the only difference was where we can say negative or positive is the goals yeah. one keeps the individual at stake but works for the organization say i want to establish tharm mm-hmm. other keeps the organization at stake and say well this is my goal and i will i will take everybody along but to ensure that this goal is achieved right that's that's beautiful another point i'd like to add yeah. over here shubham if i may yeah uh, see it's very interesting you know when you talk about krishn i would uh, and you talk about shakuni you know i think it has more to do with the perceptions that people have where these two characters are concerned i agree yeah so you know uh, we see shakuni limping and coming along with that uh, malicious look on his face and the dice in his hand and everyone says he has a character who's really not worth looking up at right. now if you take a look at uh, krishn also at the end of the day he was cursed by gandhari hmm. you know and she curses him and she says when she hugs all her kids to herself you know and she says you could have stopped the war you could have averted the war and you didn't do it hmm. and she says i curse you and she curses him that he's going to also you know face something similar like that in life Right. where all his uh, kin and kith would all be killed and that's what happens so i would say you know when we look at krishn we look at shakuni uh, we always view the two characters from the perceptions that have been created yeah. it as vishal was saying you know, like maybe a good idea for us to look at them from you know certain key parameters mm. and then see where exactly do they converge and where exactly do they diverge yeah you're very right because uh, while you know what i take back uh, take out of the entire conversation is that intent is what matters uh, but then you know uh, i i remember the hindi proverb taali ek haath se nahi bachti so there must be something on both the ends of uh, of the story now uh, the story has been exaggerated and told to us in a way that you know shakuni had this a uh, cunning face had this limping uh, uh, you know uh, stature so uh, that all creates a, a perception already and you're very right uh, you know we we look at those characters with the perceptions in our mind that have been built over the years uh, to to probably see what's right and what's wrong but we never look at them objectively uh but, you know like when you're talking about storytelling you know you have stereotypes yeah. you have stereotypes that are there and uh, probably stereotypes created in our mind where all these characters are concerned any deformity any deformity that is there is not associated with something which is positive but what people forget is how did he get that limp right people are not aware of that story so you know all these things are there which add on to the perception that are created in the minds of people but that's part of your storytelling you're right and that's how we've all grown up yeah that's true but it's good that uh, these discussions probably uh, clarify and you know uh, help us make better decisions and take better calls uh, when we hear of these stories uh so i have uh, uh, another very troubling question or uh, question that has been in the back of my mind while i was reading the book and i'm not sure if you would like to take this up or not uh, but uh, i was looking for the professor's role the professor's character do you have any any pointers to give us as to how dronacharya behaved in the story and if you were to compare it to say a dean of a college today uh, because there were many rights and wrongs that i feel personally uh, that character had 
So any any thoughts on that character? So I would uh, I would say I mean teacher should be anything but dronacharya. <laughs> but I'm not saying you know where his competency was concerned. I mean there was no match, right? Where his skill set was concerned, I don't think there was any match. The minute he sensed that there was someone some competition, he decided to wipe that off, right? So what is important for us is to keep in mind uh, you know uh where uh professors concerned right uh, things that need to be kept in mind is yes you need to have competency you need to have a skill set but together with that what is equally important is you need to have the right empathy you know you can't get swayed by positional power mm-hmm. i mean that is something that a teacher needs to steer clear of uh, in fact uh, i think the teachers and the entire teaching community teachers community is one such community which can say that positional power is not something that i'm going to get influenced by mm-hmm. but when you take a look at dronacharya he was one person who kind of kept moving with positional power which i thought was not right uh and there were many instances in mahabharat where i thought uh, he had failed he had failed miserably so in fact even beginning at a with a small instance right uh, mm-hmm. where son ashwatthama so he was trying to train ashwatthama with all the princes and it is said that uh, arjun started suspecting that he was giving more training to his son so what he would do is he would ask him you know to perform an errand but which would be only for a shorter dis- short distance mm-hmm. and the other princes would be sent for a longer distance so he was trying to do that but for a teacher i think everyone is equal there can't be any difference whether it's your son or it's your student so and uh, my uh you know my message to all the deans to all the professors would be to as great an extent as possible mm-hmm. you know the personal or the personality of dronacharya is not what everyone should imbibe but yes the skill sets definitely the competency yes right you want to add something professor vishal yeah i would like to add that hmm. uh, if i were to summarize what we need in our colleges is lead by example and dronacharya was definitely not one who led by example if you want as if you want your students to be to be having certain kinds of values of integrity of of courage or humility uh, you've got to exhibit in that in your own character and while well uh, dronacharya was not the one who exhibited humility right he did not exhibit integrity and uh, so i think because as teachers it becomes all the more important because there are young minds hmm. that are being created by you and you leave a long lasting impressions on them so if you do not lead by example i don't think we are creating a society that we would be very proud of and and unfortunately one of the problems of the third world or the developing world is we have very poor quality institutions of education so you lead lead aside certain good institutions but if you were to look at in general the quality of educational institutions and and the people who are leading these institutions they've got to lead by example 
in you cannot have you, you cannot say one thing but do another thing and and dronacharya was a great example of of that teachers are king makers shubham if i may say so yeah teachers are king makers and dronacharya was no king maker great so uh, that's what we'll take away uh, as a last message to this section uh, lead by example if you want to see a better society and a better world tomorrow and not just for teachers i guess uh, for everyone who raises a kid who raises a child uh, probably is applicable to each and every one great i think uh, you should definitely come out with the next book with all these characters uh, the characters that you've left out which are really strong in the entire story and we'll hope that comes out we'll go to the next section and ask for a secret so that's a common section across all our uh, episodes uh, so we want to ask one secret about the book that you have probably not shared as much so uh, shubham i don't know how it happened and that's probably a secret uh, which we would right now like to make public uh, i don't know how you know vishal and i when we started working mm-hmm. uh, we didn't even know before we started working that uh, we'd work so fast we'd be able to work so fast and uh, i mean before we could realize we were able to finish one chapter in one month which is you know a lot of work that was being done right so i don't know how we did it so so far we've not been talking about the time frame right because people do normally ask us you must have taken you a lot of time to work on the book yeah and we very sagaciously nod and say yes but since you asked us for the secrets so i thought we need to share it with you so six months upper limit right and by that time you were ready with our first draft wow so i think that is that was absolutely unbelievable now when i look back and i say how do we do it even i don't know how we did it but we did it oh wow that's that's phenomenal i think i've never heard that uh, across all the 52 guests that i've had i've never had that yeah and uh, for me it is a pleasant little secret i would say the lockdown was a great helper for for right. this and uh, you see you remember when the lockdown began last year we had the ramayan coming on national tv and uh, followed by mahabharat and and there were so many thoughts and you had nothing but nothing to do but actually stay at home and watch these and and then That's this right. happened uh, this uh, serendipitous event and uh, we got started working on the book and i enjoyed it writing because because my daughter could relate to it oh, and wow. um, so uh, to me it felt so nice because at the end of the day i could talk to her and say what am i writing which very rarely happens yeah. for somebody who with that uh, age difference of about 30 years right. and you can go back to your child and say well this is what i have written and she would ask well karn ne to aise nahi bola tha <laughs> karn ne to aise nahi kiya tha and krishna aisa kyu karte so Lovely. so all those questions it it was it was such an enjoyable experience and i think that helped in just sitting down writing the book in in the in the time frame that we we could and it was really an enjoyable moment i i enjoyed talking about it to my daughter the most uh-huh. that's beautiful because uh, i can understand and you know that innocence that it would have brought to the entire thing would have been lovely great i think uh, uh, thank you so much for sharing uh, such wonderful secrets with us i must tell you that uh, one thing which is common then in your book and the podcast uh, is that it had the same time frame of inception i also started it in the last lockdown 
because like you said there was a lot of time on hand and uh, you know you could do anything that you wanted so uh, well thank you that i could also share it with the listeners congratulations congratulations shubham thank you so much for inviting us thank you thank you so much it was wonderful having both of you great. i hope you enjoyed the discussion as well and there were great lessons that we take away from this discussion thank you so much thank you shubham thank you have a good day thank you so much great and for all the listeners uh, if you want to pick up the book the link is in the details uh, i urge all of you to check out the book and uh, the reviews and i'm sure you would love love it thank you until the next secret and the next storyteller this is shubham signing off